0: Southern Songs and Stories is part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media. Osiris creates music podcasts and events to help music fans deepen their connection to the music they love with all of their shows at OsirisPod.com. Osiris works in partnership with Jam Bass, which connects music fans to the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Capsule versions of Southern Songs and Stories are produced for broadcast on WNCW by me, Corey Askew. More information about this and other podcasts from Grassroots Radio, WNCW at WNCW.org. About four and a half years ago, Southern Songs and Stories went from making video documentaries to making podcasts where it broadened its scope to include not only artist profiles, but also episodes based on history, like the Shelton Laurel Massacre, and themes like artists' side hustles, tour stories, and even a deep dive into the song Wagon Wheel. Now, here's a new twist on artists' interviews, the first of a series called The Three-Song Set, which brings two artists together to talk about songs each other wrote, and then pick a mutual favorite song and give us their thoughts on that song as well. The first two artists to explore this new wrinkle for Southern songs and stories are Alexa Rose and Joseph Terrell. Alexa has a new album called Headwaters, which includes the song you are hearing now, Clearwater Park. Alexa moved from the Allegheny Mountains of her native Virginia to western North Carolina when she went to college and has remained in the Old North state ever since. Headwaters follows her 2019 album Medicine for Living and finds Rose bridging her earlier love for pop and alternative with her rootsier Americana sound that earned praise from the likes of No Depression, Rolling Stone, and NPR, to name just a few. Headwaters builds on her foundation sonically and lyrically voices the frequent refrain of Alexa contemplating time. There are also themes of community, of family across generations, and transcending brokenness and division found throughout the album, all tied together using the metaphor of water. Joining Alexa Rose in the studio is guitarist and vocalist Joseph Terrell, of the Chapel Hill, North Carolina Quartet, MIPSO. This is the second time Joseph has been on the show, the first being a couple of years ago when I profiled MIPSO on their episode, The Unlikely Story of a Band with a Lot to Like. They played at the Reevestock Festival that summer, when MIPSO was in the middle of recording their self-titled album, which was released in 2020. That record was a collection of songs where they expanded their sound to include drums, keyboards, and guitar solos, much like Alexa Rose just did with the additions to her sonic toolkit on Headwaters. Alexa Rose and Joseph Terrell have known each other since they first met at Merlefest in 2017 when Joseph was judging for the Chris Austin songwriting contest in which Alexa was a contestant. But it was more recently when they connected through a mutual friend and started playing together. They spoke with me in early November 2021 when they played a live session for WNCW, after which we began this conversation with Alexa going first, telling us about her pick from MIPSO's catalog to kick off this three-song set.
1: But I feel myself away. I saved your Just in case I need to hear it song.
0: All right, Alexa, can we start with you? And you picked a favorite of Joseph's catalog. I did. What is it?
2: Yes, so I have chosen Never Knew You Were Gone. Um, for me, this song really illustrates what I love so much about Joseph's writing is that you get these little pictures, um, but you it's like there's so much that gets left to the imagination. And I've actually never talked to Joseph about this song before this moment. So It's true. I... Have no idea what he's about to say about it um but i will it's it's sort of like you have these images it's like he's painting a little bit, but it's just these colors and you get this movement um it's like a screen door, a cicada, and like a snowy pine and you you sort of have this feeling about nostalgia and about these images but um you don't really know what the full story is, so I don't know. Maybe uh, you could illuminate what that is for me. <laughs> yeah,
3: sure. Um, yeah, that one, I'm glad you picked that one, actually. And Alexa made it a secret. She didn't tell me which one she was going to pick. Um, but that's that's probably one of my favorite ones um, that I wrote from the last Mipso record. But I, I've always loved there to be a kind of gap between the, um, the message of a song and the tone of the recording. To me, I feel like that's a, a really... A beautiful type of juxtaposition that recorded music gets to play with that other mediums don't have you know like um, the written word is um, very aural you know very um, vocal but it doesn't have the three dimensionality of having a melody on top of it hmm and so to me like this song is really about it's a bit of an apocalyptic vision of the end of the world and the last verse is, is like well it's sort of a bit of a riff on if the tree falls in the forest will anyone hear it the idea being that, you know, if nature has beauty, it's because we give it beauty. We, the mm. human beings, it's, it's on its own, wouldn't really mean anything. Um, and then the last verse, it's like, uh, you know, the keys to the kingdom are buried underground was the way that I put it. But the first verse that kind of gets you there, it's about, you know, a kid that's escaping this house of um, noise and maybe violence and TV and the dad's watching some cowboys and Indians violent, you know, one of these awful fables of Americana. Yeah. And uh, the kid gets to sneak out and explore the lush green woods, and sees the you know the cicadas on a sycamore. And to me, that's the, you know, that's the salvation that we have. Is I do, I do think that if there's any kind of like mission of our, of our generation, Alexa, I'd say, right, it's to remind people that there is still hope for kind of like saving this world, and it, it's gets up against the wire here, you know. Yeah. But that if I'd like to think that if a song can play a role in that kind of. Um, job that we have to convince people older than us and also like pave the way for those after us it's in um, reminding people that we have a relationship that can be interdependent with the natural world around us it's not too late yeah yeah and so I think that's what that song is kind of reaching for at least for me it's like you know you can go outside and see this is beautiful still in some places like the whole heavens and this uh and covered in stars and it's a beautiful thing so there it is enjoy it that's what we the job we have to do you know
2: I yeah I love that I think that's beautiful and I'm glad that you I'm glad that you said what you did because that was the feeling it gave me you know Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to assume that but that's another thing that I think is really special about your songwriting and something that I love about about certain songs is that I think that you create that feeling but you don't it isn't too explicit about you don't get explicit about like what you want people to feel because if you want there to be a message and like the work we're trying to do where we're trying to really just generate love for people it's like you sometimes it's easier I think to create that feeling but not like hold it down too much Mm -hmm. by making it too specific and in that way people can take what they want from it and so you can reach so many more people i think absolutely um so yeah i I love that about that song and your writing in general
3: oh thanks, thanks alexa
2: yeah
0: That's Alexa's pick from Mipso's songbook, the song Never Knew You Were Gone, which leads off their self-titled album from 2020. Here's Joseph with his pick.
3: That's cool. I mean, that's to me, like, I think that's a great segue into Pale Golden Flowers, if we may. Um, This is one of my favorite songs just like of the last year or more that I've, of all the songs I've listened to. This is my, like, one of my favorite new ones that I keep coming back to. And it's cool that we get to play it together. I'm I'm very grateful that I get to play it with you. Um, It's called Pale Golden Flowers off of Alexa's new record, Headwaters. And I love, so for me too, like there's a lot of stuff that I've only realized some of the themes I keep coming back to in my own songwriting after years of doing it. Even the process itself sometimes is like, you don't, I don't understand it in the moment. And I feel like the editing process oftentimes is about like making it make more sense and you can tie some pieces together. But oftentimes the the, the great joy of it and the fun, the reason I love it is because you you come up with the line. It's like, well, I don't know where that came from, but let's see what next line it leads to. And then there's another line. It's like, well, well God, now I've got two things. I wonder how these two things could lead to a third thing. And it's mm-hmm. kind of just like, this like constantly saying yes to yourself and just sort of like improvising based on the feeling you get from some little image and hitting your brain. So, so I've got like, you know, a couple of natural images and then there's a, there's this weird thing about the highway and it's like, okay, well, why did I think of that? And, you know, you keep going from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and pale golden flowers, kind of gets at a theme that I've realized over time is one of the things that I most like to play with, which is this sort of constant push pull of home and away from home. And I think probably that's because for me, I have been through a period of really, really wanting to get out and really wanting to kind of like rebel against this feeling of like this parochial need to just like be where I happen to have been born. You know, I see the world and travel and like see what else is out there but then of course I chose to make music that is very much rooted in this part of the world, I think because it's something that I love and value. And, and so I realized that my family way back is really rooted here. And my grandmother taught me how to play the guitar. And that's something that not everybody has. And so to really appreciate that and value that and like come back around. So at least now I'm 30 and I'm well, shoot, I'm I'm 31. I just realized that, but I've, I've, I'm in a place I think pretty solidly where I'm like, I'm, I'm here for it. And I, I love being here. And this is the place that I feel rooted in. I don't know, I I guess I sowed my wild oats or whatever, but all this is to say is that Alexa, this song, I think, Pale Golden Flowers, is such a cool way of um, tugging at these themes, but also in a way that I think that I never could. to her this song too is that it's a it contains within it a sort of a story about yourself but also like a russian doll a story about your great-grandfather kind of a a perfectly parallel would you tell a little bit about i know you've told that story before but
2: would you tell a little bit about him well thank you joseph for saying all that um yeah yeah, my great-grandfather was a musician and he's the only musician i know of in my family and he lived with lester flat for a while and then Lester went to Nashville and asked Alvie, my great grandfather, Alvie Bell, to go with him. And
3: Alvie Bell, mm-hmm. what? A yeah, cool name. I know a great name, yeah.
2: Alvie and Agnes Bell. Oh, just the best. Um, so if you ever
3: have kids, you've just got it already picked. Oh, out.
2: I, yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, so Alvie, though he stayed at home, yeah, he just didn't go to Nashville because he was just really content with where he was, I guess. And it's just always been like a joke in our family with my grandparents that story of like. Oh no! he stayed he stayed behind to stay on the farm and be a welder and all that stuff and I mean it's kind of it is kind of like funny, but it's also I think like the broader message of that for me is like that's just a cool story and it I admire that I admire that I have that story in my family I admire that what it reaffirms for me is like why why do we make music? you know like why are we doing this like what is the context of me?" I don't know, like, sitting down and playing a song at the end of the day or wanting to pick up a guitar and do it. And it's not... It's just, like, such a gift to be able to travel, like... And this is what we're talking about here, is, like, being able to get out and do it and that urge to, like, see the world and do it in that context. But also, like, even if none of that existed, um, man, just, like, what a gift. If I'm trapped in a cave with a guitar, I've got something to do, you know?
3: It's like magic.
2: Yeah, it's like magic.
3: So it's not a story... you could easily imagine that story being like a story of regret but it's not it's like he chose he chose another good option which is stay home and have a beautiful life at home
2: yeah because he was happy with that and yeah and I think I I just think about that a lot because I I you know I'm at a point in my life where I haven't um I feel really rooted to where I am but in the same way I feel really unrooted almost like chaotically sometimes because I don't really know what is gonna happen with my life and I haven't like settled down in this conventional way and and I really really want that sometimes and it's like I haven't that's just not what life has given me life has instead given me like this cool gift and this opportunity to share music with people and that seems to be what I'm doing um but yeah there's like always I think that we will always experience like the push and pull of that feeling like as long as we Make a living for ourselves as musicians, and we're like out on the road, and we're away from home for like weeks or months at a time. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that you relate to yeah. that song. Thanks for my my favorite professor
3: from college, uh, Bland Simpson, is a great songwriter too. He always said, "There's only two stories: leaving home and going home."
2: <laughs> I love I just that. Feel like this song, kind of <laughs> has yeah, both of them that.
3: in it. Yeah, I, yeah. You know what you say <laughs> in the song? I love that the, the the house itself is kind of this like you say it's patient as a raincoat waiting for spring Mm -hmm. and I love the idea that like this place will be here when you're ready for it
2: yeah yeah I like that idea too hopefully it is
3: well we have to make sure it is right
2: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: well now let's turn to the song that you picked for both of you to to talk about that's not in your catalog and you've covered it in your sets. It's a fascinating tune. It's got a great history. It's Your Lone Journey, or alternately, Your Long Journey, from Rosalie and Doc Watson. I think if I'm correct, they recorded it first as the Doc Watson family back in 1963, which was really early for Doc Watson. I don't yeah. know how far his career had progressed at that point.
3: Wasn't that before... Wasn't his like his first record 64?
0: I think that was before Newport and the whole, yeah. the whole explosion for Doc Watson, so... You know, they were fairly young at that point, which is just one fascinating aspect about this song, about the contemplation of their passage beyond this life. And can you tell us why you picked this song to play?
2: Um, I just, I think, I don't know, I won't speak for Joseph, but it's like, it's one of the songs we've just connected on that we both, I think, have a history with and feel really connected to. And my personal history with the song is that I I heard it. My mother showed it to me, um, and she was like, "You should play this song." And it was bef- it was when I still lived in Virginia. I think I was probably like seventeen or eighteen, and I wasn't very interested in it at the time. Um, you know, because I was listening to Katy Perry on the radio instead. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,
3: <laughs> sort of the Rosalie Watson of pop music. The Rosalie Watson
2: of pop. <laughs> so I you know I I had but I had learned the song because my mother had asked me to and then and then all of a sudden I moved down to Watauga County and like everybody's talking about Doc Watson and taking pictures on the bench on King Street with with Doc and um, and and he passed away like the it was like within a few months of me moving down to Boone so at the moment that I moved to Western North Carolina, there, it, it was just so celebratory of his life and work. And um, so I feel like that song just immediately, immediately, those all those songs were in my ear and then that one in particular now is one that's just so, it's it's already such a stunning song, you know. Um, now that i finally like matured into appreciating good songs and... <laughs> But I think that all those layers of nostalgia and just, like, the fact that it's a song my mother likes um, just made it feel that much more special to me. So when I figured out that Joseph also likes that song, I was like... Yeah. Yeah.
3: We thought we should try it. Yeah. Yeah, I also love... Isn't it... I mean, I've never, like, particularly researched this very deeply, but at least it's listed as being composed by the both of them.
0: Yeah, I think it's more... Credited to Rosa Lee, but yeah. then maybe Doc arranged it or he had some hand in it. And, you know, he's the, the main performer associated with it for sure. But then beyond that, I mean, you name an artist, you know, Amy Lou's covered totally. it. Robert mm-hmm. Plant, Alison Krauss has covered it. Mm-hmm. I looked at even Sebado has covered this song, yeah. which is kind of left field for for the material. I think I, I haven't heard that version, but it's kind of interesting to see all of the iterations of this. And
3: yeah. I love that Like, there's such a long history of the wives of famous mu- musicians being left out of the story. Whereas like there clearly music was an important part of like the whole family and the Watson family. And I know, I mean, Doc's a fascinating character who kind of like invented himself and chose to present himself in a way that the folk revival would accept as this, you know, authentic thing from the South. Whereas he was playing a Les Paul and like a dance band when he was down here. So, but like we don't hear about Rosalie that much. So I, I love that she apparently was a great songwriter and great singer. And, you know, a kind of, a inheritor and person that passed down this type of music. I also, I, something funny for me is, um, my mom's is Gaither cause it's a family name and it, it was given to her because it was her, you know, way back family name, but it's her first name. And, um, Rosalie's dad was Gaither Carlton, um, great musician too, who, you know, would play with Doc and is on some of those early recordings too. And my mom's Gaither side of the family is from right around Hickory, the same place that Gaither Carlton was from. So I can only imagine that Gaithers from that county were related to each other. So in my head, I'm related to Rochelle Watson and Gaither Carlton. I've never checked this out because the only thing that could possibly happen is it might not be true, but I'm going to believe that it's (laughs) true. I think that's that's cool.
2: I think you should. I think it's true. Thank you. You're welcome.
3: Alexa gives me permission. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a bond at least. At the very
3: least, there's mm -hmm. a tie i feel Mm it yeah yeah shall we play a sad song about dying
2: yes but it's not sad
1: it's It's, it's, it's
3: not sad it's
0: sad but it's beautiful it's it's giving us years of happiness here like
2: encapsulates to me like what the essence of of songs from the mountains are of like this really potent hope and like Mm. in the face of all the sorrow that inevitably we'll have to face, and I just think it's just such a sweet it's such a sweet song, and yeah it's it's it definitely makes me cry when I hear it, oh my gosh, it's yeah. so beautiful, yeah, yeah,
3: the days will be empty, the night's so long without you, my love, but at the same time, God's given us years of happiness here, yeah
2: exactly, what more could we ask for That's all you get, yeah. Remember what key we did this in, Alexa? I honestly don't. I was hoping you So
0: here's the thing. We didn't plan ahead of time to have Alexa Rose and Joseph Terrell play the song, Your Long Journey. But as you heard, Joseph Terrell suggested it on the spot. So what do you do about lyrics? Well, I had printed lyrics for the song and then fumbled around with holding the lyrics because that wasn't in the plan either. So there was about a minute or so of back and forth and them getting in key and then playing the song which was terrific.
4: Um. Yeah, what do you think about that? God has
1: given us years of happiness here. Now we must part. Will be empty the night so long Without without you.
2: We remembered it. We tried it. Yeah. (laughs) You held it down over there.
0: Wow! Southern songs and stories with Alexa Rose and Joseph Terrell. Wonderful. Thank you so much.
2: Oh my gosh! Thank you for having us. It's been a joy.
3: Thanks for having us, (laughs) Joe.
0: Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. We have more three-song sets in the works, and hope you might let us know what you think of the concept. You can contact us on our social media via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and you can also drop a line by emailing southernsongsandstories at gmail.com. You can follow the series on podcast platforms everywhere, where it greatly helps when you give us a top rating and even more so with a good review. Because the show's visibility to everyone using those platforms depends largely on followers, ratings, and reviews. Southern Songs and Stories is a part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media, with all of the Osiris shows available at OsirisPod.com. You can also hear new episodes of this podcast on Bluegrass Planet Radio at BluegrassPlanetRadio.com. Thanks to Corey Askew for producing the radio adaptations of this series on WNCW. And to WNCW's audio engineer, Sean Rubin, for recording this session. And thanks to Joshua Ming, who wrote and performed our theme songs. I'm your host and producer, Joe Kendrick, and this is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it.